0: Big girls, girls don't, don't cry. Big girls, don't okay. cry.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's shaking her head. They don't cry. I'll just
0: keep going. I have their album downstairs in my dining room.
1: Yeah, it is out of context. Sherry,
0: Sherry, baby,
1: Sherry, Sherry, babe. It's a high pitched 60s barbershop quartet. I love it. I love that. I think we have our. Our outtakes for the beginning of the show. Is it me singing Frankie (laughs) Bell? Because totally. 100%. (laughs) It needs to be. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 28. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're talking to our friend Brittany Hall if you looked in the dictionary under supermom you'd probably see Brittany's face right there beside the description she is a work from home mother of three soon to be four and is the owner and founder of a thriving makeup artistry business this woman knows work-life balance and we can't wait to pick her brain on how she keeps each area of her life in proper perspective and how she flourishes in the hustle
0: but first, Michelle and I want to thank you all for the continued love and support we feel from all of you, our wonderful listeners. We want to give an extra special shout out to Mary Lehman at my crazy blessed Life on Instagram. We truly feel like we're becoming friends with our listeners and that pleases us so much. If you're enjoying the show as much as we enjoy bringing it to you, please leave a rating, rating and review on iTunes. We might even share it on the show.
1: Yes, this week's shout out goes to Mrs. S. Camp, who so kindly left us a five-star review on iTunes and commented, quote, I love listening to you gals and the classic yet fun spin you put on life. Your podcast is packed full of good, wholesome, practical information for everyone, especially mothers. From a very busy mother trying to navigate faith, being a wife, mother, and a nurse. I really appreciate the effort you put into your podcast and look forward to listening to more. End quote. Thank you so much to your listener for checking out the show and for leaving that review. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat with Brittany, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week.
0: I love that we still give hostess gifts, and I really hope that this never becomes outdated. So here are a few hostess gift tips from theetiquettescholar.com. So here's a good one. Do bring a used, a useful gift for your hostess. Um, something that they could use at that party or perhaps a future one. So we're thinking something like a cute kitchen utensil or you know some napkin rings or cloth napkins or you can bring something fun that can be used to entertain guests while the host or hostess does their last minute prep work, but nothing that will distract the hostess or something that they might need to set up. They're working really hard in those last moments, right? Um, And be sure to ask the host's permission before starting a little game or activity to make sure it's okay with them. Now, this isn't the first time that I've heard this, but a hostess gift don't is bringing fresh flowers, believe it or not. Uh, it does make the hostess have to fumble for a vase or, in my case, I'm sure I'm not alone, drag over a chair to the cupboard above the fridge to find a vase and then dust the vase and then open the flowers, etc., etc. And so bringing flowers or a small plant already in a little container is a great option, though. And lastly, for wine, remember that when you gift it to the host or hostess, it is exactly that. The wine is a gift. There's a good chance that it will be open to be served with dinner,
1: but don't count on it. That's great. My default hostess gift is usually wine. And flowers.
2: (laughs) Do you
1: it's know everybody's
0: what? default it totally yes. is
1: yes well I think we get a lot of these ideas from what we see on tv shows yes. or <laughs> movies right and everyone's bringing flowers and boxes of chocolates and all kinds of things yes. yes and sometimes I I do like the consumable options I like that tip about if you're going to bring food or uh, like a snack or something make sure it's something that if they do choose to serve it at that time it's easy to just mm-hmm. put out yes um I'm always nervous about bringing like household items and Mm. uh, because I don't know if it's something they already have or uh, if it goes with their decor, if they're trying to curate a particular collection or something. But I do like that tip that, you know, whatever it is, food or household gift, it's um, to the hostess's discretion whether it comes out at that moment or not and so they can uh, it's just a gesture of gratitude for um, them having you over right
0: and I liked the idea of a little activity like there are so many fun little card games or like um oh man we got like a deck of cards that are all facts like fun things or like little trivia things there's so many activities like that that you can get at all the stores now that would be fun
1: yeah and didn't you bring a gift once like I feel like it was a bottle of wine but it like doubled as an activity right yes yes there's
0: these great bottles of wine right now um i'll have to get more information and we can share it in the show notes but there's a few vintners um that are producing wine labels that come alive have you seen one? (gasps)
1: no I'm okay very it's interesting. keep going um
0: so you get the app on your phone and then these it looks like a regular wine label like there's no indication on it at all on it at all that it does something and you hold your phone over it and the camera picks up the label and suddenly the label comes alive so there's some that have these stories of these convicts um it's like i've heard i think it's called like 13 criminals wine or something like that and it's a it's a real mug shot from the victorian days but when you hold your phone over it the man's face comes alive and he tells his It's fully like somebody's talking to you and telling you the story of
1: what happened. Yeah, nothing gets your appetite going more than listening to a conflict. (laughs) Criminal story. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Maybe that's just the police parties we go to. (laughs) Themed parties. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. That's so great. Today we have Brittany Hall on the show with us. Brittany is a mom of three with baby number four due early this summer. She's also an entrepreneur and a work from home mom. Now, Brittany is the founder of Esteem Artistry, which is a collection of talented makeup artists that specialize in bridal makeup. And she is totally an Instagram influencer with a following of nearly 20,000 people when you combine both her business account and her personal page. And we will link those links to her Instagram accounts in the show notes. So we wanted to chat with Brittany today about beauty, family life, how to run your own business while focusing on motherhood. So I'll throw to Lindsay to conduct the interview, but we will all be back at the end of the show to share our regular What We Are Loving This Week segment. So without further ado, here is Lindsay and our esteemed guest, Brittany Hall. Hello, Brittany. Thank you so
0: much for joining us today on the Modern Lady
2: podcast. We're so happy that you could be with us. Thank you guys so much for asking me to come. I'm... A little bit nervous, but I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous.
0: Um, so I met Brittany this year at church and we clicked immediately. Like Michelle said, Brittany is a super mom of soon to be four really little kids and wife to Kennedy. Also, like Michelle said, she is the founder of a beauty company called Esteem Artistry. And she's just one of those women that always says, how can I help? And this has led her to be the coordinator of several other programs for moms and families. And so basically she's a superwoman. So Brittany, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself like can you share with our listeners just how you decided to go into the beauty industry and and how you went from being a makeup artist on your own to founding your own business
2: yeah I um, <clears throat> well I just I always loved beauty I I from a very young age um, I've got pictures of back in the early 90s you know like Christmas presents whatever the the makeup thing was, or like, you know, drawing on the little dolls and whatever, you know, those crazy nineties mm-hmm. toys. Mm-hmm. I had all of them <clears throat> and I, uh, I love them. And I, I have vivid memories of like watching my mom do her makeup. Mm. Mind you, my mom wasn't a huge beauty girl. She's a, she's, she's a minimalist, but she's very fashion forward. Um, so I always really looked to her, and then I just kind of dove into it. Um, I remember the first makeup I ever had was like a white, chubby, um, sparkly kind of eyeliner stick. Yes. And I wore it in grade five <laughs> at school. I think I took it with me to school. Like, I didn't put it on at home because I probably <laughs> wasn't allowed. And then once I put it on at school, my teacher actually made me wash it off in the bathroom. Wow. <laughs> but i was kind of thinking about that moment before i came here tonight and i realized that that sort of set the tone for like the rest of my career because i was always getting pushback from being interested in this kind of stuff
0: mm-hmm.
2: from people in my life like even even my parents my parents are very supportive people and they always were very supportive but um they're from another generation and they just really didn't understand how this was going to become anything.
1: Oh, yeah. And
2: they, you know, they wanted their daughter to be happy and successful and they just didn't quite know how that was going to be down this path. So I just started doing everybody's makeup. I did everybody's makeup I could ever do all the way through high school. I loved the reaction of turning the mirror to somebody and how they felt when they looked in the mirror and their. Like I've had so many reactions over the years now. I've been doing it for 12 years and I have had people start to cry (laughs) and they're so happy. But I'm like, no, 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 don't cry. Like we don't want to mess up the makeup, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And how did it go then
0: to, um, from you just kind of working one-on-one to starting to hire people who kind of worked then under, under your brand?
2: Yeah, so... I, I actually worked at Sephora for mm-hmm. a, few, a couple of years where I, I credit a lot of my um, knowledge about product and, and dealing with the general public. I really enjoyed that job. Mm-hmm. And um, then I worked for another company that was sold within Sephora and I traveled a bit with them. And I had a little bit more of a flexible schedule. So it was sort of the balancing act of getting to that point. And then I was promoting myself at this point. Social media was picking up a bit. I was figuring out how to use it. People in London, I'm from London. People in London were getting to know me and I was very like local. It was all about local for me and that's growing sense. Mm-hmm. So, I had a certain style of makeup at the time that was what was prevalent. I'm not I I wouldn't say I wouldn't take credit for it, but um, I don't I don't think it was super popular yet. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was watching the YouTubers who were kind of like underground, not super popular. Yeah. So I kind of set myself up to be able to quit my job and take only freelance clients. Wow. So I started, I kind of knew, okay, I'm going to quit in a little while and I'll start booking these clients in. People were kind of like, what are you doing? But I had, I had the idea. Um, and I was always pretty self-motivated in that way. Like I, I never liked having a boss. I'm not very good at having a boss. Um, (laughs) So working for myself was always the dream. I was like, oh, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to be able to make all the rules. Can you tell Mm. I'm a control freak? (laughs) Yeah. So basically, I just sort of decided to make that move um, because I saw the inquiries were there. The demand was there. I was turning away tons of people because I was working at this other job that it just wasn't doing it for me. So That's sort of where it rolled into my own business. Okay, so you always look so
0: beautiful and stylish on your Instagram account and in person because I see you almost weekly, so I can attest to that. (laughs) And even with all your kids and you're busy and you're pregnant and just, um, you know, I think a lot of us are wondering like, do makeup artists do a full face of makeup every day or like are there a lot of days where you're just over it (laughs) to like the rest (laughs) of us and if you had a few steps for the regular busy mom out there that she could just do makeup wise what would you recommend so i know that was a couple questions in one but
2: yeah no for sure uh those are good questions um so makeup i feel like every makeup artist is different that way um some makeup artists wear make full face every single day. Mm. Um, and then some are very minimalist. So I don't think, I used to think that the way I look, the way I did my makeup presented how I was going to do a makeup on a, makeup on a client. I wanted that to oh. present itself. Yeah. So for a while there, when I was starting my business, growing my business, I did. I put on a full face of makeup every mm-hmm. day. And looking back now with kids and stuff, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) Um, But I had the time. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely use that as my sort of brand. I guess you could say I went places. People would ask me, oh, your makeup looks so good. You know, I said, well, I am a makeup artist. So, you know, that's why like and here's my card. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but now, and also like looking back, a lot of the makeup artists that I've always loved, they're world renowned makeup artists who've done makeup for every amazing magazine and runway you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're both British, Mm -hmm. Lisa Eldridge and Charlotte Tilbury. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and I sort of loved that they, well, Charlotte Tilbury wears a bit more makeup, but Lisa Eldridge is very natural. Like, yeah. I feel like she's the type of makeup artist who would just show up to a, a gig with, like, no makeup on, you know, mm. and just just really nice skincare. And I feel like a big thing about being a makeup artist is also taking really good care of your skin. Mm. I definitely don't wear makeup every day, but um, most days. And I definitely don't wear a full face Most days anymore, especially with kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then so (laughs) now that you are becoming busier, so what do you do then? If you can only do a few steps, what what would you put on, or what would you recommend to make um you know the rest of
2: us feel like we're put together when we don't have a lot of time? For sure, for me, tinted moisturizer. Mm -hmm. I throw that on every day, and then concealer under my eyes. (laughs) I'm a mom. A must. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Huge must. Um, and then I quickly like set everything with mm-hmm. a setting powder and then bronzer and blush. Yeah. And a little bit of eyebrows. That's yeah. like I feel like the key is to touch on if you can, try to touch on every part of your face. Okay. Yeah. That really allows look to look polished and finished, even if it's not like a super pigmented product that's really difficult to use. Like tinted moisturizer is easy to use, a little bit of bronzer is, you know, your contour, a little bit of color in your cheeks is your blush, a little bit of color through your brows, you know, mascara and a lip. Like if you just even naturally touch on each aspect of your face, you end up looking a lot more polished than just kind of putting on foundation and mascara, let's say. Right, right. Oh, that's great. Now you
0: have a lot of followers on Instagram. Like Michelle said, between your business account and your personal one, you're almost at around 20,000 people. So that pretty much qualifies you as an influencer, right? A lot of people (laughs) hear that word, an Instagram influencer. So how did you grow your Instagram and like, did the growth happen quickly? And how do you feel about being an influencer?
2: Um, so I will say the growth didn't happen quickly. Um, because I do feel like I really wanted the growth to be organic. So I don't necessarily do all the behind the scenes things that you need to do in order to grow your Instagram account really quickly. It was always pretty important to me to, to establish a local following that was engaged with what I had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of separating from my business account now with talking more about my personal account. Right, yep. Because on there, I talk more about motherhood and sort of my my um, the main part of my life, I'd say now, whereas mm-hmm. my business used to be the main part, and now it's just a small offshoot of it. Right. I really was growing a passion for what I was doing on my everyday basis, and because I feel like I'm a creative person and I like an outlet, starting that personal one for me was was important. So from there I started reaching out to local companies and offering my services to promote their product. And typically I started with something that I loved and used all the time anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it was very easy for me to talk so highly about all these different companies and places or people or services. And then I would work with a company and it's business, right? I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm a I'm a shark here, but no, they would no. say I would work with them and they'd come back and they'd say the feedbacks are great like we sold a bunch of stuff you know can we work with you again and I would say absolutely uh you know but this time there will be a fee and so that's sort of how I grew it into something lucrative that's amazing and I think that this
0: is what people a lot of people we just scroll through Instagram and we just think oh it's just happening or this person's just lucky like you're doing mm-hmm. so much work behind the scenes um yep. But it does come naturally to you. Like you said, you have an entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that it's great that you found this way that you can be creative and have an outlet while being home with your kids. I mean, that's that's the dream. That's now (laughs) right now. It sounds like everything can always seem so okay, but there are haters out there. And so, you know, Michelle and I, as we are continuing to grow our social media, we're kind of wondering, like, if you've received um, a fair bit of negative comments and how do you deal with that?
2: Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I would probably say that I receive, I think I'm very lucky. um, Probably every, like, six months I get, like, a big troll. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who just really has it out for me. Mm. Um, So really that's not that often. On a day-to-day basis I don't get um, little bits of... Negative. I mean, here and there, but I feel like at this point, I've I brushed those little ones off. It's more the big, the big ticket Mm -hmm. (laughs) ones that leave a mark with me. Um, So I will say, initially, when those started happening, I wasn't very good at dealing with them. I'm working on this, but I can let the my pride get the better of me. Um, So a lot of times when these people would message me. I would feel like I needed to defend myself and explain myself and make them understand my right. side or my reason or why I did this or whatever. And so initially I would get into these battles with people, not necessarily in the comments. It's usually through um, DMs, like direct messages. Yeah. And I would get back and forth and I would spend way too much time engaging with this person. Now I just see those comments or those direct messages come in and I just – block the person usually right away um, and don't respond to them at all. And I feel like that's the best, uh, the best approach. So Brittany, you are on the go
0: all the time. You are <laughs> super energetic, very extroverted. Um, and also you love volunteering your time and talents, you know, in every place that you can. So I'm sure that we aren't the first to ask you this, but how on earth do you find the time and the energy? And do you just ever feel like you've bitten off more than you can chew?
2: (laughs) Okay, so that's funny. Um, I do get that question a lot. I think daily on my Instagram, people ask me, where do you find the energy? Because
0: didn't you tonight on your... Didn't you make like seven different meals today or
2: something? I did, but that's because yeah. I didn't have my three and my two-year-old today and I took advantage okay. of it. Okay. But that's not necessarily a typical day. So first of all, I'm going to say that I don't think I can really take responsibility for that energy. I was always fairly self-motivated, I would say, but within recent years... I have opened myself up to, I think, a grace (laughs) that God is giving me Mm -hmm. um, that maybe I just wasn't open to before, but I'm now. And it's that energy is just not from me. And me and my husband will sometimes at the end of our day look at each other and be like, how? (laughs) I don't know. Like, you know, the big guy upstairs just Mm -hmm. chalked in a few more hours into our day or something like um, we really don't take credit for it. I really do think that, yeah, God just sort of gave me the grace and the strength I needed to do everything I need to do for my family. But yes, to answer your second question, (laughs) do I feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew um, daily? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's a little bit of a balancing act, too, because I find um, because we have had kids so close together and the way we've chosen to live our lives... um, saying yes a lot as much as we can um, to things that we feel like are good and virtuous and true. We do get a lot of people wondering, like, why, did, Why? you know? So I partly feel like i got to look like I've got it all together and I've got the energy and I've, I can do it because technically these were my choices and I have made this life for myself. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, but I definitely do feel like that. I just don't necessarily openly share that as much, especially maybe with our family or closer friends or whatever. So, um, but yeah. And my husband is always telling me, like, slow down, Brit. That's just kind of how I roll, I guess. And then I get into the thick of it and I go, oh no, what have I done? <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So like you said, you have had your babies back to back. So yeah, the first three and 28 months total, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's exhausting. And so if you could just share, you know, the word on everybody's lips is self-care. And Michelle mm-hmm. and I've done an episode on that. So what are some self-care things that you do to get through these long days? And do you have like an emergency plan for self-care <laughs> set up for when you have the next baby?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I think funnily enough, self-care is so um, diverse for every, every, everyone. Everyone, I feel like, fills their cup in different ways. So I wouldn't say, like, for me, self-care is like going to the spa for the day.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I would say a lot of the self-care is the stuff that I do that people kind of wonder, how do you have the energy? When I <laughs> clean my kitchen, like, I feel good. I feel... Rest it. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I can rest better. So I like to set myself up for a really nice night after the kids go down. So I like to make sure that everything's done and ready for the next day and that everything's clean. And my husband's great because when I'm pregnant, I've got a lot of aches and pains and and he knows that I want certain things done. And he goes, Okay, Britt, like what do you need done so that you can rest? And I'm like, Well, can you just clean up the playroom and I'll do this and then we'll meet back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so it's little things like that and then spending time with my husband i'd say is like my self-care um i love to just be with him even if we're not talking just laying beside each other in bed watching a show or talking we get talk when once we get talking sometimes we'll stay up till two o'clock in the morning that's just <laughs> mm-hmm. or other times we just lay there quietly but yeah it's spending time with him yeah. um and then if we are are Going to mention, I will mention a few things that I do find really help me feel cared for on in a physical way, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and that's little things like I get my eyelash extensions done. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. When I
2: get my eyelash extensions done, I feel like okay, I'm good. I can I can take (laughs) on the world. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) little things like that. And everybody's different. Maybe it's a manicure, you know, once every few weeks or whatever. But I do think like little things like that are important. Yeah. And another thing for me I will say one last thing is I usually apply self tanner like once a week or so. Yeah. And if I don't do that, I feel I don't know, just lacking. I just yeah. I that's a little self care for me where I do it. And I wake up and I you know have a shower and I just feel good and it just puts a little pep in my step. So <laughs> Those awesome. are my more superficial things.
0: Well, I'm exhausted after this interview, <laughs> Hearing <laughs> everything you're doing. <laughs> this, this just made me tired now. I need a little self-care myself. Um, but thank you so much, Brittany, for being here with us and for taking the time to answer our questions. You truly are an inspiration. And I just, I love that you said, this is going to stay with me, that you said that you say yes to what's virtuous. And I feel like the world's always telling us right now to say no to so many things, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, knowing you and Kennedy and getting to know you guys, you are yes people and it's really refreshing to meet yes people and i know you give so much of yourself um so i i'm so glad that you know you're teaching us how to find that balance and taking care of yourself but doing what's important for your family for your marriage and in your community so thank
2: you so much for all that you do and for spending a little bit of time with michelle and i thank you guys so much for having me and all the kind words you've said throughout this interview have been really nice to hear so i appreciate it
1: Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. And so, because we are all about etiquette here on the Modern Lady Podcast, guests go first. So, Brittany, what have you been loving this week?
2: Well, since I don't get to uh, share my weekly thing that I love with you, like you guys get to do, I thought a little bit about this, and I want it to be something that I use every day and that I truly, truly, really like I also sort of was inspired by your other episodes. Specifically, I think it was the one about Huga or one of them because you've done a couple. And I think you, Michelle, actually had mentioned that you like to spend maybe a little bit more on something nice sometimes. Not very often, but like I think you were talking about a nice throw. It's just, it's a nice little treat. So um, for me, that is my dutch well i think it's actually a french oven the one i have but it's my french oven from um i'm gonna butcher this because i don't speak french but my husband speaks french fluently so i wish he could say this for me but uh le crusette and um it's definitely a pricier it's definitely an investment piece i know that they do have knockoffs that can do pretty much the exact same thing so i would look into those too. but um I got mine at our local shop um, in Stratford uh, called Bradshaw's and I use it for every, pretty much every meal. Mm -hmm. It can do so much. It can bake bread. It can make the best, you know, seared meat. It just every single meal that you could ever imagine making, you can make it in this, in this uh, French oven, Dutch oven, whatever one you have. Um, And it's always on my stove and it looks beautiful there um, and I love having something that looks beautiful that I use all the time. So, in the past, sometimes I'll be such a sucker for something that looks beautiful that I just will never use and'll just sit there and collect dust. Mm-hmm. So I really love that this is something that's so beautiful and brings an element of um, a little element of sophistication to my life with all these kids mm-hmm. and, you know, toys and everything around. It's like a nice little thing for me. And I love it. And it will up your cooking game.
1: (laughs) Yes. Those cast iron, like pots, skillets, Dutch ovens, French ovens, like they are game changers changers. for cooking. I bought Mm -hmm. one for Phil, not one of the Le Creuset ones, but definitely a a good quality cast iron Dutch oven Mm -hmm. for his birthday because he loves to cook. And like I use it every day. It was really a gift for me. <laughs> Happy birthday, Phil. It's always amazing nice to work set that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I love buying him birthday gifts. So, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Uh, so, what about you, Lindsay? What have you been loving this week? I've been loving something that I actually hate. So it's very interesting. Um I
0: hate board games. Um, I am not mm. a board game person, but I discovered I like board games if they're cute and vintage. So kind of what Brittany was saying. If it's something that is actually stylish and cute, but then we can actually use it, um, I tend to like it a little bit more. So we bought, I bought off Amazon um the Hasbro vintage game of life. So everybody knows the game of life, mm-hmm. but this is the 19th. Mm-hmm. 1960 version and they've been reproducing the original vintage games so it's in you know pristine condition it's not an old one but it's the original and how it looked and I am loving their vintage board game line so you can get almost all of their board games in different decades like styles of decades so right from the 60s and then they have some of the games that are how they looked in the 80s which is just super cool because it's right from my childhood and so We bought the Game of Life. I have purchased and I'm waiting on Clue, but the 1986 version for my husband. And then there's um, Guess Who and Monopoly. So they are so cute. Then I found today on Amazon that Hasbro has the luxury Game of Clue where it's like a mahogany wood board and it's thick (laughs) and you look through glass floors into like a dollhouse of the game and it's just so cool so i still had me play luxury (laughs) right right i'm like luxury clue i'm in so (laughs) i still probably won't play it for longer than 10 minutes because i'm just too hyper that i have to get up and go do stuff but if it's cute at least it can sit on our game bookshelf that's right it can be
1: accessible for other people to play that's right and that's right so i'm curious the 1986 version of the clue board game is that the same year that the movie came out the movie was 84 i think so it might
0: the game might even be 84 i think it was 86 but um yeah it's all of that that vintage so the movie did did i do that as one of my things i was loving i think i did actually um so that kind of started me down this rabbit hole of (laughs) board games um but yeah i really recommend they're all on amazon i saw some when we were at target in the states that they were selling the vintage versions of the games but like well done hasbro for bringing back out the vintage versions because it's just it's too much fun I absolutely think they're adorable yeah smart smart on their part Mm -hmm. so Michelle what have you been loving
1: so I have been loving a new album put out by the uh, husband and wife duo Johnny Swim Um, they are from Nashville Tennessee and the album is called Moonlight so I first heard of Johnny Swim um, because they sing the theme song for Fixer Upper, <laughs> the TV <laughs> oh, yeah. show. And anyone who knows me knows that I went through a phase where I was like deeply invested in Fixer Upper. <laughs> um, our fourth child is named after Joanna Gaines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and so when I heard the theme song, I looked it up and uh, found this duo and I've been following them ever since. Uh, So why I like this album in particular, I'm usually not someone that can listen to a whole album straight. Like I'll just pick favorite songs and create a playlist or a mixtape or something like that. Um, But this one I can listen to the whole way through. They would be classified as a little bit folk, blues, jazz, soul, like that type of thing. And they blend them so well, the styles. So it's easy listening. It's mellow and melodic, but they have real depth with their lyrics. Um, And I love that because they're married when they sing about love. It just adds like another layer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So if I had to recommend a couple of songs, um, their one track Souvenir – I hear in the chorus almost uh, uh, the Four Seasons vibe. Ooh. Um, yes. I could be mistaken. <laughs> I'm actually so you go super impressed <laughs> that you just pulled out the Four Seasons, a little Frankie Valley. <gasps> I am super impressed. Anything Frankie Valley, uh, I am here for. So wow. um, it could be wishful hearing on my part, but you you mm-hmm. listen and tell me if I'm completely out to lunch. Oh, an interesting okay. fact, too, the the woman, Amanda Sudano, is actually the daughter of donna summer wow yeah that disco is cool fame. Yes, i'm also yes. impressed you
0: pulled out some donna summer you have a varied music <laughs> love like knowledge i'm <laughs> super impressed uh, so do you yes. recommend this maybe as like a i'll try to find it on vinyl because so many artists are releasing things on vinyl oh. so maybe it's like the dinner party summer album on mm-hmm. in the
1: background yeah i totally think I totally think it would be great, even especially for like an outdoor patio, if you can oh, yeah. somehow bring your record player up to an open window. <laughs> and like... bring them right outside, That's why we
0: bought one. That oh, was actually a selling because okay. I thought we can bring this right outside oh, and plug it in outside. There's an That's outlet awesome. outside.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do you. I'll, I'll scoot it up to the window. Can <laughs> y'all hear that? <laughs> You want to come to a dinner party at my house. (laughs) Sure. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on iTunes or on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at MMSachs. That's S-A-C-H-S. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on
2: Instagram at Lenny Autumn. And what about you, Brittany? You can find me on Instagram at Brit Hall underscore. So that's B-R-I-T-H-A-L-L underscore.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us, Brittany. Hope you all have a great week and we will see you next time.